up, y'all? It's JLP, the host of Master and Single Podcast, coming to you with this brand new episode. Hope you and your loved one had a wonderful week. And y'all, last week, we started off part one, right? Episode one of our new series titled Kingdom Gospel Church from a Biblical Perspective. And just a quick recap, last week we talked about the main theme, which was coming from 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 5. We really emphasized, you know, a group of people, right? You know, they're having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. And we explain how, indeed, God does not want us to have a form of godliness, but He wants us to be godly. And we also shared that that power thereof that is being emphasized in that particular verse is, in fact, the Holy Spirit. You see, when you have the Holy Spirit residing in you, there's no way you can be the same. There's no way, as a believer, you have the Holy Spirit, and yet you're still functioning the way that the world is functioning and so God's ultimate desire for us as his people those of us who you know claim to believe in Jesus Christ he wants us to be like his son inwardly and outwardly and so tonight's episode y'all I want to go ahead and further expound on this you know what what makes us different than the world and how we as believers right how we as Christians are able to be in the world and not of it are able to you know, be godly and not just have a form of godliness, but be godly, right? And that will bring us now to the topic when it comes to the kingdom of God. So the title of the series, again, is Kingdom Gospel Church from a Biblical Perspective. And tonight I want to go ahead and highlight concerning the kingdom of God. And really on tonight's episode, I want us to really focus on these two um, questions. What is the kingdom of God? And how do we operate from the kingdom of God? I'm going to say them again. What is the kingdom of God and how do we operate from the kingdom of God? You know, I can even add this as well. Why is it necessary for us to operate in the kingdom of God? And so in scripture, I want to go ahead and just go straight to the book of Luke. Luke chapter 17 verse 21. I want to just quickly go ahead and read it to you all. Now this is Jesus just answering the Pharisees as they were trying to just challenge him. Uh, Jesus says to them concerning the kingdom, Luke 17, verse 21, I'm focusing on the ESV version, English Standard Version of the Bible. In Luke 17, verse 21, Jesus says, Nor will they say, Look, here it is, or there, for behold, the kingdom of God is in the midst of you. I'm going to say it again. Nor will they say, Look, here it is, or there, for behold, the kingdom of God is in the midst of you. Now, some translations, instead of um, saying midst of you, it says for the kingdom of God is in you. Now, when Jesus was speaking to the Pharisees uh, during that time, I believe as well, he was prophetically speaking to people who were yet to be born. Like he was speaking to us as well. And I believe that Jesus was actually showing as well the, pro- the foreshadowing right, of the Holy Spirit especially when it comes to when he says it is in the midst of you the kingdom of God is in the midst of you here is the son of God here is God himself in the flesh Jesus Christ looking to these Pharisees speaking to them and they had no idea that they were literally looking at God face to face and to look at God face to face is to see the manifestation of his kingdom because if you think about it without God there is no kingdom of heaven right there's no kingdom of God 
It is because of the presence of God that heaven is a is, is an actual place. It is because of the presence of Jesus that there is healing, that there's deliverance, right? That there's restoration. And so uh, you may hear some people will say, you know, you know, uh, you know, your presence is like heaven, right? For example, there's even a gospel song I believe that shows you that imagery that you know shows you how much so it is good to be in the presence of God. But the thing is, sometimes I feel like we forget that, you know, the excitement of heaven itself, the kingdom of God, is not necessarily heaven itself, but it's the person of Jesus Christ. It is the Holy Trinity. It is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Because truly, without the Holy Trinity, without God three in one, there would not be such a thing as the kingdom of, the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven. As you can see, I'm already using um, two different ways to describe the kingdom of God. And throughout scripture, it shows you that the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven, they are one and the same, right? They are one and the same. They mean the exact thing. And so when Jesus was saying this to them, he was literally letting them know, you know, even if they perhaps were, you know, unaware of it at that time, right? Maybe they had no clue that Jesus was literally, you know, speaking to them prophetically. But Jesus was announcing to them, listen, you see the way that the world is? You see the way that you guys do religion? It stops today because the kingdom of God is penetrating on the earth. Meaning it is the kingdom of God that will go ahead and take over the kingdoms of this world. And so when Jesus is saying here, you know, uh, you know, no, they will not say, look, here it is, or there, for before the kingdom of God is in the midst of you. He's also is talking about um, specifically how you read in Matthew 6, verse 33. Seek ye first his righteousness and his kingdom, and all these things shall be added unto you. What does that mean? The key word there, too, is seek his righteousness. And so when the kingdom of God is near, or when the kingdom of God is present, that means righteousness as well is present. And so when Jesus was speaking to the Pharisees in that tone, in that manner, he was saying, you see, this is the end of, of, of sin. This is the end of wickedness. Because again, you will see righteousness being the, the main, the main thing, the main way of living. And so again, like I said in the beginning of this episode, there's two questions that I really want us to ponder upon uh, throughout this, uh, this episode tonight. And that is, what is the kingdom of God? And, and why we need to operate in the kingdom of God. And we can also say, how can we operate in the kingdom of God? I provided an answer concerning the second question, how to operate from the kingdom of God. And that is for us to uphold righteousness. But for us to uphold righteousness, we need to understand righteousness from a biblical perspective. We need to understand righteousness from the way that God views righteousness. Because throughout scripture, it shows us at times the way God views a thing is not the same way that humanity views a thing. And as you can see in our world today, humanity views righteousness in a way that is an abomination to the Lord. And so you see, humanity, they're saying right is wrong and wrong is right. Amen. And so when the kingdom of God is in operation, you will see God's very righteousness in operation. You will see again, like we explained in, in, in the last episode, right? From last week, you will see the fruits 
of the Holy Spirit on display, you will see them in manifestation. You will see people operating from self-control. You will see people producing goodness, producing godliness, producing kindness. If you are in an environment or if you are in a, you know, a location, a certain setting, and you don't see the fruits of the Holy Spirit and manifestation, that means the kingdom of God is not in operation in that place. And in scripture, if you read Ephesians chapter 1 and you read um, starting from verse 3 to 13, you see the Apostle Paul, he is explaining how we ourselves as believers, we already have every spiritual blessings in Christ. He explained as well that we were already predestined and chosen in God. Amen. And so that shows us that the kingdom of God far out surpasses uh, the, you know, the earth. And not just the earth, but even the time frame that humanity has been. And so the kingdom of God is outside of time. And the reason why the kingdom of God is outside of time is because God himself too is outside of time. It is his throne. It is where his throne is. And wherever the Lord is or whatever, wherever the glory of the Lord is, time is nothing. Right? Matter is nothing. Space is nothing. And one of the ways too I can say that you can see that you're operating from the kingdom of God is when your focus is not on earthly things, your focus is not on worldly things, but your focus is on heavenly things. In the same chapter in Ephesians, Ephesians 1, it says that we're seated with Christ in heavenly places. And so if we are seated in Christ in heavenly places, that means that we, we are operating in a high magnitude, a high altitude. We're not operating from a low place. And we know that we're not restricted by things that you know limit other people that are in the world. Amen. Because we know that our God is not limited. And so therefore, if our God is not limited and we are seated with Christ in heavenly places, that means too we ourselves, we're not limitless, limited, excuse me, but we are limitless because in fact we have the Spirit of Christ. Scripture also tells us that where the Spirit is there is freedom and that's one of the ways you can see that you are operating from the kingdom of god that you are in the kingdom of god because there's a spirit of freedom upon you where you are you always feel free right you don't feel that you're in bondage you don't feel that sin has a hold on you but you have absolute peace and absolute freedom despite the turbulences of the world. For example, you may see on the news that they're projecting how intense 2023 is going to be, especially when it comes to the economy. They're saying that, you know, the food prices will continue to increase, the, mar the marketplace will continue to crash, and so forth. And if you're one, if you're not seeking first God's kingdom and his righteousness, hearing such messages will cause you to be anxious about the future will cause you to be lost, to be discouraged. But again, if you are reminded that God tells you to seek His kingdom, His righteousness first and foremost, you're reminded then because you're doing that, that everything that you need, He is faithful to provide it to you. Amen. And so, there's another scripture that I want us to quickly go ahead and read tonight. And it's actually coming from Matthew. Give me one moment here to pull it up on my hand, on my end. It's 
coming from Matthew, I believe, chapter 7, verse 21. Yes, Matthew chapter 7, verse 21. This is what the Lord Jesus says. He says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Now, this is a particular scripture that I reference uh, you know, plenty of times, right? on the Bastion's and Good podcast, but the main part of this scripture that I want us to focus on is the latter part where Jesus says, but the one who does the will of my Father who is heaven, right? So Jesus is literally saying the only people that will enter heaven is the ones who do the will of his Father. Now, as I was talking about Matthew 6 verse 33, you can see that the will of the Father is stated as well in Matthew 6 verse 33. It says to seek the first his righteousness in his kingdom. And so God's will for you is that every single day, no matter the time or season, he wants you to again seek his kingdom. He wants you to seek his righteousness. And again, what is his kingdom? What does that mean to seek his kingdom? It's to do what is pleasing to his heart. It's to do what's pleasing to the Father. It's in fact, again, being submitted to his, his spirit. It's in fact, operating the way that Jesus operated. Not the way that people in the world are operating. Not the way that the government is telling you to operate. But it's in fact, the way that God himself predestined you to operate. And so you can see someone is living the will of God, in fact, when you see that they're exemplifying Jesus again on the earth. If you see someone is living their life and it does not look nothing like Jesus Christ, that person is out of order. That person is not operating the kingdom of God because that person is not following the will of the Father. You see, the will of the Father for every human soul is in fact to give their lives to Jesus in order as well to become like his son. Jesus is not just our Lord and Savior, but Jesus is that original model that God wanted every human being to be like. From the beginning, God wanted us to be perfect, but it's because of sin, right? It's because of disobedience that that very likeness that God wanted us to have, which was perfection, which was wholeness, complete wholeness, got deteriorated got distorted because, in fact, sin entered the earth and because, in fact, Adam and Eve disobeyed God. But what Jesus did when he came on the earth, he brought back that redemption, right? He brought it back through his death and resurrection, which now gives us the opportunity to become the likeness again that he originally gave us when he said in the book of Genesis, let us make humankind in our image and our likeness many people in the world right now they're walking in darkness and they don't even know it some people think that they're walking in darkness only if they again kill people only if they you know do something very horrible but in scripture and the word of god jesus himself he tells us it is only those who do the will of my father that will enter the kingdom of heaven and the main requirement, in fact, concerning doing the will of the Father is first and foremost accepting his son. And this is where the Pharisees were lost. They were so blinded that they could not see that God was speaking to them and that God was actually giving them the keys in order to receive the kingdom of heaven, which is in fact the kingdom of God. 
most of their lives they were they were learning and meditating on the Torah, right? They were learning and meditating on the law because they thought that in fact in meditating the law and just obeying the the the, 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 the bare minimum of the law, right? They thought because in fact they didn't kill somebody. They thought they thought because in fact that they, you know, went to the temple, you know, often that that was enough to suffice them, right? But that was not enough, in fact, to please God. They thought in keeping their rituals that they were bringing honor and that they were worshiping the Lord. But in fact, they were actually creating distance from God. And so it's very important for us today as Christians to understand that the kingdom of God is an important matter for us to understand because in fact, if we're not operating in the kingdom of God, that means we're literally in, in wickedness. We're literally walking in darkness and we're literally religious. We can say that we believe in God, yes, but just like the Pharisees, we could be so blinded and say that we believe in God and yet we don't make it into the kingdom of God. And so one of the things that I want to quickly share as well in what pertains to the kingdom of God is that the kingdom of God, as we can see, as we've been talking about as well concerning Matthew 6 verse 33, you see that the kingdom of God is a way of living, right? It's a system. I'm going to say this again. The kingdom of God is a way of living. It is a system. Going back to Ephesians 1 again, it says that we are seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. We've been given every spiritual blessing, right? in Christ Jesus and so it is a way of life it is a system and so it, it shows us when we are operating from that system we are literally connected to God in such a way that God in fact is going to protect us right from evil and God in fact he's going to keep his covenant with us remember Matthew 6 verse 33 it is a scripture and within that scripture it is a promise it says to seek first his kingdom and righteousness and all these things that he added unto you so literally God is saying remain in my kingdom operate from my kingdom and guess what I will take care of your of your matters I will take care of you because I am your God I am your father but unfortunately many times we find ourselves doing the latter portion we're trying to take care of ourselves by getting the things that we want or desires or the thing that society says that we need first and then we go around and seek god and his righteousness second and that's a completely perverted view and we see the enemy that was his trick from the beginning that was his deception from the beginning with eve he tricked Eve to believing that she was lacking something, she was missing something. And yet, from the very beginning, God showed Adam and Eve that he was all that they ever needed. And that as long as they remain in his presence, they would not want. Doesn't that sound familiar? Sounds like what David said in Psalm 23 verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. So the kingdom of God is a kingdom of abundance, but is it a kingdom, in fact, of abundance because we have God as our provider? Amen. And so I want us to really 
get this deep within our soul tonight on tonight's episode. And I want you to see this now, that the kingdom of God has precedence, right? Before the gospel and before the church. And so we see that the kingdom of God is a way of living. It is the atmosphere that we should, in fact, remain in as sons and daughters of God. You can say that the kingdom of God is our government as Christians. You see, this is why when often Jesus was being challenged by the Pharisees, you know, for example, in the story where, you know, they were talking about um, Caesar, you know, they were saying, oh my goodness, are you going to pay your taxes, etc., etc.? Like they were challenging Jesus. And Jesus went ahead and even said to one of his disciples, you know, go go to uh, the lake and, you know, you will see a fish that has money in its belly. And then give that, take that money and go ahead and do as you will with it. Meaning go ahead and, you know, take care of that need or pay that taxes, right? And then he continues in a lot of part in scripture where he says, give to God what is God and give to Caesar what is Caesar. And so when Jesus was on the earth, he was someone who wasn't stressed about the things of this world because he knew, in fact, that his main priority, his main responsibility was to continuously seek the Father, was to continuously do the will of the Father. And he knew as he did that, that, that God would provide through the Spirit of God all that he needed in order to live a, a successful life on the earth. Right? can see that Jesus, yes, of course, he is God and he was God of the flesh. But in fact, because he was in human force, human form, excuse me, his complete dependence was in fact on the Father and the Spirit that was with him and in him at the time. And so even though in the Bible it didn't really show us that Jesus was 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 rich in the way that we see rich, right? Or wealth, Venus. But we saw that he was never in life. And we saw he always had more than enough. He always had a, an abundant life. And so it's very important for us to not just focus on the gospel in church. When I say church, I'm talking about church culture. You see a lot of people, you know, they're, they're used to church as being you know, just meaning to go to church on Sunday or perhaps go to church on Saturday if they're a seven-day Adventist. But they they forget that they themselves are the church, right? So again, I want us to continue to focus on God's kingdom, but I really want to touch a little bit when it comes to the church portion of the series. So again, we are the church. The church is not a building. We are the church. And you will see that's, that was the language in the book of Acts, and that was the language as well in the Gospels, you see the early church recognized that they were the church. They never placed that much value in the setting that they were meeting up in to be the church. When we can see ourselves as the church, as the bride of Christ, then we are living in our identity, our true identity. And then we will be able to exercise now the power that is in us, which is the spirit of Christ. But the more you see people are just so focused on what is tangible, meaning that tangible building, right? That physical building, you say, oh, I'm going to church on Sunday and not saying that I am the church. You're going to see that there's a stiffness, right? There's going to be a limitation 
of God's power manifesting on the earth. And so the more people wake up and recognize that they are the church, and the more that they wake up and they see that God's kingdom is in fact a system, right? It is in fact the way we ought to live our lives. It is in fact the government that we should in fact see as our government and not any worldly government as our government, then we can in fact partake in the blessings of God and the inheritance that God has given us in Christ Jesus. And so it is so important for us to just leave it at that. (laughs) I hope that you guys were blessed by tonight's episode. We're going to continue the conversation, y'all. I truly believe this conversation is much needed in this time. And I believe that God truly is bringing us all together to to this revelation of who we are in Him and what it really means, again, to seek His kingdom, to operate from His kingdom in order for us to truly to manifest as his sons and daughters on the earth, to see his glory like never before. And so I hope that you guys were blessed by tonight's episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please go ahead and share it. Share it with a friend. You are more than welcome to share it on your social media platforms. And make sure that as well, you give me your feedback on Apple Podcasts. I would love to hear from you. And remember, part three releases next week. Stay tuned for more. And remember, y'all, all things are possible in Christ Jesus. Until next time, peace out. Take care.